0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise. Just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Herself, just one. There's only one self, and that is me. I don't know why I made it plural, but here we are. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to my level of craziness. As you can hear, I am congested because whenever the weather seems to change, sickness seems to attempt to find me. um, I am battling it off. Um, Earl, my sweet, sweet Earl, has been dousing me with orange juice and prayer. Um, I've been eating a lot of nutritional foods, and so literally all of this is just confined into my nose. Um not gonna gross you out with the details, but yeah, feeling pretty good. <laughs> but you did too did to hear about my, my nasal problems. You came for a show. And so let's dive into it. Let's get to the church announcements. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all here today, and these will be your church announcements. All right, church announcements are going to be short, sweet, um, and to the point. First church announcement for this week, Terrence Howard says he's done acting after Empire. And I'm kind of taking this at the same level of Nicki Minaj saying that she's retiring because she wants to start a family, Um, because... We all know that's not true. Um, I mean, this may be true for Tara Tower, but we all know that Nicki Minaj... Actually, she w- apparently went on Twitter and apologized for the rash announcement. And to be honest, Onika, like, she's so she's so talented. Uh, people have been saying it for over a decade now, how talented this woman is. Talented, creative, brilliant. She writes her own music. Um and sometimes, with a certain level of brilliance, there comes a certain ineptitude to be able to handle competition. You know, like for Onika, you know, it here comes Belle Calice uh, Almanzar, also known as uh, Cardi B, and she comes in and she doesn't write her own music, and she doesn't pretend that she writes her own music. Um, You know, and she's just, she said she's here to make money and have a good time. And that drives people like Onika crazy. Understandably so. If you dedicated your life to a craft and, you know, have attempted to perfect it and tried to, you know, work on your art and it's art to you and you're getting a lot of great responses. And then here comes this person who, um, seemingly is attempting to steal your shine, um, I could see how a person can veer left. However, as I always say, your tribe is your tribe and your vibe attracts your tribe. And so the people who are here for you will be here for you. There's enough space for everyone, including those who are artists, those who are creatives and those who are out here just to get a bag. And there's no shame in either. And personally, I encourage both. So, and if you can marry the two, then why not? Just be out here doing your, your thing. Um, so that was Onika. But we're here to talk about Terrence Howard. He said he's done acting. He made the announcement um, during an interview that after the show Empire ends, which it is on its final season, I believe, he says he's done acting. Many of us are wondering if, we're speculating if this has anything to do with the, the Juicy Smollier as Dave Chappelle calls him, um, uh, scandals or anything like that. Um, but only time will tell and only we shall see. Let's let's see, because, you know, this may be it for him or, you know, I like I said, I still feel like, you know, he, he needs a break. You know, like I said, there's this before, there's this great quote that I'm about to butcher again that says instead of instead of quitting, try resting. Maybe Terrence just needs a break and that's fine. Like, we all need a break. We all need time to recoup. We all need time to rest. And instead of just quitting, you know, maybe saying, Hey, you know what? I'ma take the next two, three years. I'ma take the next for us, for us normals, I'm going to take this whole weekend, (laughs) you know, for the wealthy, they could take years off. Um, but you know, taking the time to just decompress, examine, go to therapy, get a massage, sleep, eat right, that sort of thing. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if Mr. Howard reemerges, um, like Jay-Z, you know, he retires and then comes back and then retires and then comes back. So we'll see. Um, in garbage news, Felicity Hoffman, who I know a lot of y'all really, really like. I don't have any personal gripes against the woman. Let me start there. I do wish she hadn't she wasn't involved in the college cheating scandal. Um, and she was really, really apologetic. She did the whole thing, tears and all. Um, but yeah, her, she was convicted of the crime. Uh, I, th- I believe she pled guilty anyway, so. Um, but she was sentenced to 14 days in jail, 14 days in prison for the college cheating scandal, which is very, very interesting And very, very telling about how money and white supremacy will even, even when you're guilty of a crime, how it comes into play. Because not too long ago, folks, a black woman from Connecticut named Tanya McDowell was sentenced to five years in prison for the crime of using her friend's address to enroll her son in kindergarten in 2010. 9 years ago. It's that 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 that's insane to me. So, a Felicity Huffman with all of her money and all of her wealth, you know, she couldn't just do the traditional thing like buy the school a building and then her kid gets in the school. You know, that's what old money does. Like, they know that they they know that their kid either can't make it or is lazy or won't try, and so they buy a building and, or they make a massive donation. And then their kid magically gets into the school. That's what old money does, right? Apparently new money tries to cheat. And so like with all of this, like she gets a maximum of two weeks in jail. Meanwhile, a um, Tanya McDowell for, 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 for trying to enroll her kid in kindergarten gets five years in prison, five years. Five years that's pro- that's the same age I heard her child would have been when they were enrolling in kindergarten. and it's kindergarten. It's kindergarten. It's not college. You're not, you're not enrolling a, a whole ass adult into a university or college. It's kindergarten. Five years in prison as opposed to two weeks. Please see the dispar- the disparities with me, please please be irate because I certainly am because I'm not wishing worse for Felicity Hoffman, you know, but I, I do, we all have to agree that this, 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 our systems are set up to be, to be unfair and to be unjust. Our own justice systems are set up to be not just, you know, it's, it's not right. And it's not fair. And... Yeah, that's my rant. Even though this wasn't the rant, that is the church announcements for the week. Um, Let's get into the mess in the message. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I'm sort of infuriated about what I'm going to talk about, Um, but I don't want to talk out of fury or rage or anger. I want to talk out of facts and figures and tangible things that we can discuss and then I'll get to my feelings towards the end all right so this is me literally working out my feelings about this entire situation so for those of you who don't know there's a gentleman named Sean King Sean King prides himself as a journalist uh, who exposes the stories of people of color who have been wrongly treated mistreated by the justice system, by the world, um, under the oppression of white supremacy, um, racism, that sort of thing. Um, I came along to Sean King not too long ago, uh, and I used to avidly follow his Instagram account. I had to unfollow it, not for any personal reasons, outside of mental health. Constantly... Instagram with this algorithm, let me have it. Let me have a break and talk about that. Let me step out I know we talked about social media last week. Let me talk about this algorithm. So the way the algorithm works is Instagram will pick up on the things that you like Because they see that you like certain things They will can they will try to show you more of those things um, And more of those profiles. So if there's a particular profile that you like like let's say you're loving Beyonce's photos well every single time you log in to Instagram if there is a brand new Beyonce post that's going to be one of the first things you see. Um but because I was so active on Sean King's page uh and posts, it kept showing me all these really terrible things that were happening in the world and my heart was literally breaking. For those of you who don't really, you know, know me, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm very very sensitive. <laughs> And, and, and I, I, I I get very emotional about the things that are going on in the world because I adamantly refuse to shut down my heart and close off my heart, um, for the sake of just being able to tell a story. That's not who I am. You know, I, that's, I, that's, I'm not built that way. And so, you know, opinion pieces versus journalism for me, like you see how, you know, i became who I am in the writing realm. And so, you know, while I support Sean King and while anytime, you know, I still get the emails and you know, I signed up for the emails, I signed up for the North Star, uh their his website, uh his newsletter, I yeah, I still support Sean King. I just can't look at all the things that he posts. I just get so overwhelmed and so heartbroken. So, enter Mr. Delray. I keep calling him Delray, and I know his name is not Delray. Mr. D. Ray McKisson, who became well known during the Ferguson uh, protests. D. Ray, I, I know a lot less about, but I've heard only really great things. Um, read a few of his pieces. Uh, I'm a medium girl. If you guys are on medium, like, Go over there and check out, well, there's a slew of thought leaders over there, so you should just be on Medium anyway. I'm over there. We can hang out and talk and laugh about ridiculousness, but I've read a few of D-Ray's pieces on Medium, and so I'm becoming to know D-Ray McKesson. So what I did know was that the two of them were feuding. Both of them are activists. Both of them are outspoken activists and apparently both of them were former friends who apparently a few years ago had a t- massive Twitter feud that ended their friendship and caused the silence and a rift between the two. Neither one of them had brought up the other in years, you know, and, you know, that's probably better for the movement. I, I, I promise I'll get, I'm going to, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself anyway. <laughs> so... A few days ago, <clears throat> it was announced that Sean King was going to be uh, honored by Rihanna uh, at an upcoming awards ceremony. Social media went crazy and demanded that Rihanna reconsider reconsider honoring Sean King. Sean King released a 72-page report of every single penny he's ever raised since Black Lives Matter began. Um, So the reason why the internet went crazy is because people have been calling Sean King a scam artist, a grifter, um, a person who likes to steal people's money in the name of different causes. And then, you know, he creates these causes, he creates these organizations, he creates this movement. And then, well, no, he didn't create the movement. He creates um, an undercurrent for the movement and then, you know, under delivers. So a few days ago, Mr. McKesson came out very blatantly on Medium saying that he believes that Sean King is a fraud. He wrote an entire piece with the help of several different black women um, who I'll mention later, who have actively been criticized by Sean King, which, you know, this is, starting to get murky in the waters of like, it's it really starting to feel like lunchroom talk, but I'll promise there's facts to get to. So McKesson believes that Sean is a fraud. He wrote the entire piece with the help of the people mentioned earlier to, uh, quote, address a lapse in integrity within the activism community so glaring that to be silent is compli- is to be complicit. So McKesson basically chastises his fellow activists for engaging in a pattern of fundraising and activism that raises questions of fraud, attacks the questioners, blames white supremacists for any confusion. And then he issues an apology as a promise to only and promises to only stick to journalism. That's the pattern that uh, D Ray pointed out that Sean follows. He will, you know, He will get really, really upset at people who call him a fraud. He attacks people who questions him. He blames white supremacists for, you know, various confusion that happens in the middle of these arguments. Um, And then he issues an apology and a promise that he'll go only go back to journalism. Only thing that he'll talk about is, you know, the Black Lives Matter movements, you know, um, equality, justice, that sort of things. And D-Ray pointed out the pattern. He made it very, very clear in his piece. Um, some of the quotes from D-Ray's piece include, It's important to note that Sean's journalism has done some good by bringing attention to stories that may have gone underreported or overlooked. But the person who paints your house before he steals your car has still committed theft. Wow. Wow. Such a quote. A movement, D-Ray continues, a movement is only as strong as its integrity. Part of our collective work is to protect this integrity, even when, or especially when, doing so is uncomfortable or hard. It is in that spirit that I write to address a lapse in integrity within the activism community so glaring that to be silent is to be complicit. Um, And apparently D-Ray was was warned by many elders, many people who've been in the, uh, been in this fight, this struggle for justice, for black equity, um, for longer than he. And he addresses this by saying my reticence stemmed from the advice from elders that told me that disagreeing in public would distract the collective space from the work at hand and only empower those ag- those against whom we fight, notably white supremacists. So he knows, he's been told, that fighting like this out in public, doing this in a public forum, would only empower people who are against the movements that we are seeking to build. So he knows. He did it anyway. Um, So like I said, this report that was prepared uh, by D Ray was also, he was helped by women like Imani Gandhi and Janetta Elsie. Um, you can look them up on Twitter. You can look this whole thing up on Twitter if you have the time. Um, I personally didn't, I was just looking at the top tweets and these women, you know, they, they really worked really, really hard on this report. Now that's where my focus was, the reports, you know, anyone can tweet, you know, but the nitty gritty is in the thing that D Ray produced. So back to Sean King's report. So after Rihanna announced that she was going to honor Sean King, uh, and activists everywhere were like, no, "No." (laughs) reconsider, Sean King released his 72 page report. 72 pages. Uh, The report focuses on fundraisers that King promoted throughout his social justice. Um, social media accounts rather social justice media accounts yeah that works Um, and provided I'm sorry yes and provided what King said with full accounting to his financial record um, with various different organizations and things like that along with five years worth of his tax returns I mean there's certain people we're still waiting on their tax returns but you know that's neither here nor there Um, in addition King said that the authors of the fundraising reports had unlimited access to his family's and his own checking accounts, saving accounts, credit cards, retirement accounts, and money management software. King tweeted, I've helped raise over $34.5 million for families, charities, causes, and campaigns. Um, a seven person expert review board inspected every penny, including my past five years of tax returns. And then he tweeted the 72 page, the 72 page report. So it's up there for anyone to be able to read. But of that report, D Ray says, this is not a report. This is a list of links to all of the fundraisers that he said that he has amplified in the last five years. Uh, D-Ray continues and said, this would be akin to me saying that I fully paid for your child's college tuition because I posted the link to your, to the college fund or that I raised a million dollars in one minute because I amplified the latest fundraiser for the Red Cross. You can see, you can see the difference. You can see the difference. There's a difference between going door to door, collecting money, uh, you know, doing the actual work of the fundraising and going somewhere and saying, Hey, look, there's a link for fundraising. Let me share it. And then saying, I raised all this money, right? Here's my problem. My problem is as D Ray was warned, all this infighting is doing nothing but benefiting white supremacists. The first place that I even heard about all this infighting was on Breitbart. And I don't even read Breitbart. I don't even read it. It's literally conservative, white supremacist, right-winged spin on what's the truth. And so I'm like, why am I hearing about two people who, you know, I'm developing an admiration for feuding on this white supremacy, like, news site. Why am I hearing about that? I could gag. I could literally gag. I, I, y'all, if, I don't understand, y'all have each other's phone numbers. And, you know, in the piece, it does say, D-Ray does say that he tried to settle these things with Sean behind the scenes Man to man, you know, group to group and Sean issue, you know, Sean will say he's sorry or Sean will f- figure out a way to like, you know, end the discussion and then still go back to doing the things that he's doing. And okay, I understand that. I understand integrity. I understand accountability. I understand, you know, I understand all of that, but at the same time, is this really essential for right now like is this really helping anything right now you have two black men who whose voices have amplified some stories that many of us may have never heard about and they're using their platforms to further the name of justice to further the name of equity for people of color for black people specifically and now they're fighting over 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 this you know like Sean laid out his receipts D-Ray says these aren't receipts these are links to like what's up and then he writes his own report you know challenging the the work of each of of the things listed in the 72 page report I mean, I don't know. Like, I I don't, I don't know. I'm like, is it? All right. So D-Ray, are you going to use this to bring charges against Sean? Or is, is there another forum or another way we can go about this that won't distract all the rest of us from the justice issues that we should still continue to amplify, that there's people that we still need to help and, and, and hear and, and heal I don't know. I, I, I don't like the timing of all of this. I don't like the, the, the vitriol. I don't like the in-group the in fighting where we should be focused on fighting the things that matter. And yeah, call out scam artists. Call out people who are doing wrong. Call out problematic behavior. But also consider the cost when you do. Because now that Ray has entered his own name into the fray, Twitter is going up about him. You know, they're saying that he's been accused of the exact same things, of being a scam artist, of being a person who has, you know, benefited immensely off of the Ferguson, you know, the Ferguson protests and, you know, of Black Lives Matter. Um, And so this leaves all the rest of us, like, either confused or completely, like, People who completely just don't care. They're like, all right, well, I don't care either way. Like, it, how my whole thing is how is this amplifying the fight? How is this helping us in the fight for justice? Um, how? Like, someone explain to me how. Because I'm really, really confused and very, very disheartened and disappointed um, that these two men are, are, are fighting this way, that they we're doing this. Uh... So yeah, it's, it, it really, it really stinks. It really sucks to watch all this happen. Um, I will be keeping my eye on this whole blow up, but yeah, what are your opinions? I want to hear what you guys think about this entire thing. Do you not care? Does this not matter? Does this not bother you? Um, or if you're like me, which a lot of things bother you. And you just have a passion for people. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Is D-Ray wrong for calling Sean out? I don't think D-Ray is wrong for calling Sean out. If Sean is being problematic, Sean's is being problematic and vice versa. If D-Ray is being problematic because, you know, it could be said that the timing of this is weird because Rihanna just announced that she's honoring Sean King at an event. And here comes D-Ray with his his report You know, it could be said that someone's feeling a little jealous or someone's feeling a little, you know, taken aback that they weren't called. I mean, that they weren't being called to the stage. Um, But again, I there's not enough facts here. It seems like this. I mean, there's tons of facts here, but like the underlying the motivation, the motivational facts, there's not enough there for us to really dissect if someone is jealous or not. I'm just throwing out stuff be, to be messy. Um, but what do you guys think? Uh, write me at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts. Um, cause I love hearing your thoughts. I really, really do. Um, especially about things that are completely problematic and annoying, like, like this. So, um, one tweet I want to wrap up with, um, is from Bad Fat Black Girl. She's amazing. She's hilarious. Her name is Salacy. She's, I love her. Like, I love following her because she hits the nail right on the head sometimes. And she says, quote, from Twitter, the fact that D-Ray and Sean can happen the same day after the Caroline and Natalie is proof that black people will not be outdone. If you don't know about Caroline and Natalie we may talk about it next week, but do your Googles, um, go to the cut, read about Caroline and Natalie, um, because wow, you want to talk about a friendship fallout right there. Um, but also yes, yes. Brilliant. Anyway, moving along, let's get into the wrap up rant and blacks in the deep end. Alright, so my personal <laughs> wrap-up rant. Uh it's not for anything that's happening in in justice or you know life, all that stuff like that. My personal wrap up rant is for the lady at Hamilton. So I was really blessed and very, very grateful to have had the opportunity to attend Hamilton, uh the musical Hamilton written by Lynn Manuel Miranda here in Philadelphia. I was like the city where I live, which is I don't know why I forgot it for a second, brain farts, they happen to us all. Um it was amazing. It was brilliant. It was well written. It was it's just as good. It's just as good as everyone says. Um if not better. Like I my experience was phenomenal. The Angelica cast sung down. Do you hear me? Sung down, acted down. They did the damn thing. Shout out to the Angelica cast of Hamilton. Y'all really did it. Um, this is y'all. Woo. Um, but yeah, I was invited to attend and I was really, really grateful. Really, really super excited. Uh, palms were sweaty. Like jumping up and down. Like, and I'm still listening to the soundtrack, like Lynn Manuel, you did the damn thing. You should be proud. This is not my rant. I'm just standing right now. So I don't understand why certain people don't understand personal space and access to conversations. So two things happened. One was with the lady and one was with the gentleman. First thing that happened. Um, I'm sitting and talking to another influencer, a lovely influencer named the, the fancy Francie Francie is fantastic. If you guys want to give her a follow on Instagram, Hey, Francie cutie pie. She's great. She's hilarious. She's wonderful. She's stylish. She's brilliant. I, I love, um, learning more about her and growing alongside of her. Like she's super dope standing again. See, look, I can't just help like the things I love. I got to tell you about, I just cannot help it. Um, so I'm talking to Francie and we're both commenting on the fact that we both decided to wear animal print bottoms. Like I wore these, uh, they're not leopard print, but they're like snow leopard. Like it's like a different type of print. It's like not, not cheetah. It's a different print, but she had on a leopard print wrap skirt and I was commenting on it cause I really, really want one, but I had pants. Um, So I guess animal print was the the call of the night. So we're talking about the show. Standing in the aisle in the middle of intermission, um, trying to stay out of everybody's way because, you know, crowded theater, forest theater, beautiful theater. But, you know, not really set up the way we kind of move now. Also, the seats are still very small. For girls who have big hips, squeezing me. But that's not part of the rant. The rant is that while we were talking a older white lady comes up to us and literally inserts herself into our conversation. And I don't know if people of different cultures are taught different things about different people, like when they're having conversation. Um, But what I was taught is that you just don't turn around and interject yourself into someone's conversation, that you, you either wait until you're invited or you politely ease your way in you don't just turn around and start talking. Same thing happened um, at another function. I was um, at Sierra Green with a few other black influencers and you know, it was a mixed crowd and a, a, another white woman literally came in. Like we had a circle set up and we're talking and we're like joking and stuff like that. It's like people I actually know and have spoken to. And this woman literally walks up and just demands like, she's hi i'm such and such so and so and what's your name and what do you do and i'm like we were just talking about you know whatever we were talking about like and you just come over and like i don't know i i personally don't like that because it's like it's like you're having let's say you're having a like a conversation with your friend and you're minding your own business and you're not really like you're not really I don't know. This is stupid. This is petty. This is really, really petty. You know, because like, there's both these people were very, very nice. (laughs) Both these people were very nice people. I just didn't want to talk to them right then and there. I really wanted to have a conversation with my friends, and so yeah. When the woman interjected about the musical, she kind of dominated the conversation, and like, she would not stop until it was like right about time to sit down. I'm like, lady. Where are the people that you came with? <laughs> Where do the people? Are you lost? Can I help you? Like I said, she was really, really nice. She was very, very sweet. I just didn't want to talk to her. I just didn't. I know. I'm being petty. Fine. I will accept the petty badge. But, yeah. Didn't want to talk to her. Um, so that's my wrap-up rant. Like I said, completely petty, completely useless. There's no good information you could take from that outside the fact that I can have a tendency to be petty. All right, Black's in the Deep End. You know, this is my favorite part of the show to shout out my people for doing beautiful, wonderful, uh, incredible, powerful, transformative, or just fun. Just fun things. Speaking of just being fun and awesome, Tracy Ellis Ross, I love you. Like, you're an amazing human being. God bless Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, who managed to get all the cast of Girlfriends together for an episode of Blackish. Yes, moves. She also created uh, and launched Pattern Beauty, which is a hair care line that they literally think of everything. Like, she has a conditioner uh, that comes in a in a container with a pump. Like, I don't have to take the lid off and scoop it out with my hands because then my hands are all, like, slippery and stuff like that. I can just pump it out and it's in my hands and I don't have to close anything back up also if I really 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 need to the pump top does remove and I can scrape off like the inside stuff but the pump part just really just blew my mind just blew my mind now if they come out with an awesome detangling brush like one of the ones I've been seeing on Instagram I don't I don't recommend stealing someone else's product but if they decide to partner with them like That'd be dope. I'd be super excited about that. Like I need a brush that's not going to rip out my curls and at the same time help me detangle because I just, this 4C life is just a learning process and I'm learning about my hair and how to love it better. See, look, marketing, marketing myself. Anyway, Tracy, you're awesome. Thank you for that. Megan Markle we talked about last week, and, you know, I'm going to defend her no matter what, uh, she's not problematic, guys, she's really, you know, just out here just living her life, just trying to be out here being the Duchess, and, you know, white people still mad that the fact that she even bagged Harry, not only bagged Harry, but married Harry, and now they have their first son together, she's forever in the royal lineage, and... I'm just saying. Anyway, so she's launching a clothing line to benefit um, unemployed British women. Um, I can only stand, like, her, I can only stand. I love her friendship with Serena Williams, who, another person who I can only stand. Like, these people are just, there are some really great people on the planet. There are some really great people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of all those people. Finally, it was just announced that Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o will soon be appearing on the small screen as the star of a long of a, her long-time passion project, Americana, based on the best-selling ni- uh, 1913. Wow, I mean, a lot of great things that happened in 1913. You know, Delta Sigma Theta sorority, Incorporated, was formed, to which I am a me- very, very, very proud member. Uh, so of the sorority I'm just very very proud of a proud soror very proud uh, but anyway that's not when Americana was wrote it was wrote in 2013 <laughs> not 1913 I don't know what's wrong with me I need more coffee but you get the point the pizza will be appearing in Americana which was written by Chimamanda Ngozi Adiche. Um, who is a phenomenal person. If you have not heard her speak about feminism, uh, womanism, uh, women's equality, all that stuff like that, you need to get her book that we should all be feminists, life changing. And it's literally, you can read it in the afternoon. You can read it on a train ride. It's worth it. Um, but that's going to be super exciting to see uh, the novel, the, the, the book played out on HBO. And I love that. I'm so excited. So that has been this week's, uh, ranting, raving, and screams of fury and pain from me. If you have rants and raves and screams of fury and pain that you want to express back to me, please connect with me on social. I am at on Twitter and Instagram at The Reclaimed. That is Twitter and Instagram at The Reclaimed. I am, you can also reach me at blog at gmail.com. I am looking forward to hearing from you guys. I really want to hear your opinions about the D-Ray and Sean King, whatever's happening right now. Um, But yeah, that's it. And that's all for this week's episode. As always, folks, say it with me now. Peace, y'all.